welcome, welcome everyone to The Enthusiast Life. I am your host, Mark Turcotte. I'm so glad each and every one of you have decided to make me a part of your day. Well, my friends, it is Friday, October 15th, 2021. And boy, do we have some fun things to talk about here on the show. Actually, things to get excited about because we're going to get some new details here on a lot of awesome things coming very soon. But before we do that, as always, don't forget you can follow me on Twitter at Mark Turk at M-A-R-K-T-U-R-C. And of course, you can always email the show at theenthuselife at gmail.com. Now, I got to come clean here as well. Now, yesterday, you know, usually typical day, right? It's a Thursday. Got to do the daily show. Guys, I skipped the show yesterday. And the only good reason I can give you is I just wanted to play some more Metroid Dread. I got to be honest. I did. That game has completely just (laughs) engulfed everything. I don't know what it is. It's bringing back like the old school gamer in me. I'm not going to go on. You can go listen to my Metroid Dread episode, and chances are when I finish it, which hopefully will be this weekend, um, I may be talking about it a little bit more next week, but I'm loving it. The game is great. It's it's a game that I didn't know I needed, that I really needed to get me back into kind of these older school video games. It's so good. So good. So I apologize for no episode yesterday. I just, uh, like I said, was uh, got up in the morning. It was like, Man, because I, I left off the night before in a boss fight that I wasn't able to finish because it just, you know, it was time to get off and watch some TV and get to bed. And I was just like, man, I got to finish that fight. And then, you know, I did it within like the second try and then just kept on going. And that's kind of where it went. So sorry for no episode yesterday. But of course, you know, we'll uh, we'll be back next week. And here I'm here today with you with some fun things to talk about. So let's jump in here. Enough about Metroid Jed. Um, we actually last night, I didn't even know the show was coming, was uh, a new show over on Disney Plus called Just Beyond. Uh, I'm not sure if you've seen this. It was actually based on, uh, I guess, um, some R.L. Stein graphic novels that had come out. And uh, we didn't even know this was coming. And, you know, I've recently been talking about wanting to watch something scary with the kids and this is perfect i mean it's kind of like you know the old goosebumps show the the rl stein goosebumps show but this is maybe a little bit more a little bit darker probably a little bit more scary and part of that's probably just because of um the time that it's being created now you go back to some of those goosebumps and they're a little bit cheesy Uh, but of course that was you know mid 90s early 90s when you know special effects and that weren't as good um, but now, I mean, it's great. We've watched first two episodes, um, and the kids are digging it. I mean, my wife and I are even digging it. It's really kind of just filling that little creepy kind of, I guess, comedy horror, if you want to say, because there are some funny moments to it. And a bunch of the actors my kids recognize from many um, shows like, you know, the Disney shows, even some Nickelodeon shows. Um, it's cool. So if you're looking for something to watch with your kids, check out Just Beyond. It's a, a pretty good show. And like I said, it was uh, R.L. Stein, I think, is the one who – um, had originally kind of written some of these stories. And I know he is a uh, executive producer on the show as well, as far as I know. So uh, go check that out. Now, one thing to really get excited about and what all the buzz has been going around right now is tomorrow on Saturday, October 16th, beginning at 1 p.m. Eastern, DC Fandom is returning. That's right. So all the big DC blowout, which is super cool. You know, it's cool Marvel does, you know, Comic-Con, it kind of slowly releases things throughout the year, but it's always fun to kind of have these conventions or, or I mean, this isn't an a in-person convention, but kind of these big info dumps. I mean, like a Nintendo Direct or any of those things. So we're getting the DC fandom and a couple things that we know are going to be there. Number one, the big thing, obviously, um, going to be getting a new trailer, the first big trailer for the Batman. Of course, this is the Robert Pattinson um, led film and uh, they put out a very cool little teaser over on Twitter and it just said, 
it's not just a signal it's a warning so yes and we kind of get the you know the bat logo or the bat signal um very cool. Can't wait to see that. Can't kind of wait to see kind of just the tone. I mean, we're, we're obviously uh, have been told how much darker this is going to be, um, kind of like an early Batman and, and kind of, you know, I don't want to say the the horror of Batman, but I, I really have a feeling this isn't going to be just like a, a fun Batman film. This is really going to kind of bring, um, you know, what kind of the, the criminals and kind of the, the uh, underside of Gotham, kind of what their initial thoughts of Batman were. And, you know, just the fact that they're calling it the Batman, you know, really kind of puts that mystique and that kind of mythology around that character because probably early on, you know, the criminals didn't know, is he human? Is he, you know, a monster? What is he? And so that's kind of where you get that term, the Batman. So I really hope they kind of set the tone for that, um, you know, with uh, with the, the film. Uh, we also did get a shot of uh, um, the new... Um, what is it? The Gotham Gotham Knights game. There was a little teaser for that as well that was put out. So we're going to get some information on that tomorrow. Hopefully a release date, which hopefully it'll be early 2022. Because for some reason, I'm just feeling like I need to play a <laughs> one of these Arkham Gotham games. Like I need something like that. Please let that come out. So hopefully we'll get some more of that. Maybe even actual gameplay of the Suicide Squad um, video game as well as who knows. I mean, the cool thing about these events is you always get things that you don't know about or that you don't know like like I even said almost with uh Metroid it's you know we're gonna get things that we don't even know we need but we need it right we're gonna get these reveals uh tomorrow at that event so again tomorrow October 16th it'll be 10 a.m pacific 1 p.m eastern uh DC fandom and I think you can find it kind of all over I think it'll be on Twitter YouTube Twitch all that stuff um I'm sure they'll be jumping in and kind of just streaming it all over the place now, speaking of reveals, we also had uh, Star Wars now. So, uh, you know, Lucasfilm, uh, they're doing this whole new thing called Bring Home the Bounty. They announced this last week. And uh, every Tuesday, they're going to be uh, basically debuting new Star Wars collectibles, books, apparel, and more all the way through the end of the year, basically all the way through the end of December. So they kind of gave us dates and some teases. Um, so week one last week, we got, um, a little thing of the collection, or I guess this week I should say, uh, Tuesday. So kind of some new items you can buy and things like that. Week two looks to be Mandalorian themed stuff. So hopefully we'll get, um, some Mandalorian stuff. Um, and as you start moving on, I mean, there's an Ahsoka picture, there's some Clone Wars, there's uh, Grogu, um, there's a 50th anniversary of Lucasfilm, there's a Boba Fett one, uh, week 11 on December 21st, which we do know, of course, the book of Boba Fett coming out at the end of this year. And on week 10, this is one that has a lot of people intrigued. There's a video game controller. Um, so what does this mean? Are we getting maybe the reveal of a new Star Wars game? Are we getting some more insight into maybe that, um, some games we've had revealed so far, or maybe we're just getting a whole video game dump as it is, right? Maybe we're getting all kinds of uh, video game information, kind of where um, Star Wars video games are going here in the next uh, year or so. Don't know, but that's very exciting. So be sure to keep your eyes tuned to um, every Tuesday now, basically through the end of the year, to the Star Wars Twitter and, of course, the StarWars.com. Uh, I'll be talking about whatever it is here on the podcast probably every week. That's cool. Now that gives me some content for Wednesdays to be talking about that stuff. So be on the lookout here. We'll be breaking down what they're revealing um, on the Star Wars stuff as we move forward here through the year. Now, I did promise to talk about the finale of What If here on this podcast. So I am going to do that, um, but I'm going to do that here in just a couple minutes. So if you haven't watched the episode yet, don't worry. 
Not going to spoil anything for you yet. I will let you know when I get into spoilers. But before we talk about that, I haven't talked about here on the show. While we were at Disney, um, I've read um, Miles Morales. I caught up on um, pretty much the, the current run of the Miles comic book. And uh, I got to tell you, like, that book is fantastic. Like, it's, you know, a lot of people, obviously, we know Miles Morales' character, his story is is awesome. You know, they were able to kind of recapture the, the early days of Spider-Man and kind of relaunch a, a new character who, you know, he's only been around, I think he just celebrated his 10-year anniversary, but yet it feels like he's been around forever because, you know, so many of the themes and, and all that about him... Um, just seems so ingrained in Marvel. Like they really brought the Marvel method and everything to Miles and kind of captured that world outside the window. You know, every everything you can think about Marvel is just encapsulated and, and comes out with the Miles Morales character and with his story. Um, but the cool thing about this book, and I think just Miles in general, as I've kind of read through and caught up and, and kind of um, understand him now more, uh, having spent more time with him, is... You know, right now, when you go read Amazing Spider-Man or, you know, any of the Peter Parker stories kind of running right now, Peter's aged, you know, he, he's an adult now. He has adult problems um, and, and very complicated problems. I mean, you know, Peter Parker has been through so much um, over the last couple of years. But with the Miles book, it, it grants them the opportunity to go back and recapture what what made the original Peter Parker Spider-Man um, run just so captivating to audiences he's a teenager he's has these very simple problems and yet has all that responsibility of being spider-man and and you know fighting villains where the stakes couldn't be higher right and that's what's great about miles you can't help but root for him you can't help but um even relate to him and um I love it. So I'm, I'm telling everybody right now, if you if you have Marvel Unlimited, which of course, you know, I'm always here plugging Marvel Unlimited, um, go check out the current Miles run. It's great. It's uh, it's really awesome. Start right at the beginning. I think there's only, you know, 30 some odd issues to get through on Unlimited. And then, you know, right now, of course, they're only three months behind right now in the, the actual book. Um, it's fantastic. It's it's something I think you really enjoy. Um, there's some comedic moments in it. There's some, you know, heartbreaking moments in it, some seriousness to it. Um, and then, you know, all that's layered with just Miles himself being just that high schooler trying to manage school, trying to manage his parents and his personal life, trying to manage being Spider-Man and all the villains and everything that he's fighting. Um, it's awesome. Go check it out. Great, great book. Great run. And, uh, you know, I can't wait to see where that story goes. So let's shift gears now to what if uh, the latest episode here. So, you know, big spoiler alert. Obviously, you're just going to be jumping into the finale. Um, if you don't want to you know, hear that or haven't watched it yet, turn away, go watch it. Um, and uh, come on back. So what if the Watcher broke his oath? Now, first things first, again, did not think this series was going to basically be one cohesive series. I think we all thought we were just going to get like you do in the comics. You just kind of get those one-shot what-if books telling you a story, and that's it. And of course, you know, like I, I kind of joked here as, as the season ran was after every episode, you wanted more story with those characters. You wanted to know more about that world. And when I said that, I, I wasn't sure if I wanted more of that character or did I want more of that, that universe, I guess is the right way to say. Like, you know, when you think about 
um, the Captain Carter universe. Sure, I wanted more Captain Carter, but I wanted to know more about how things played out in her universe um, with other characters as well. T'Challa as Star-Lord. Is it really T'Challa as Star-Lord that I wanted to see? Or was it a world where Peter Quill is just, you know, a, a guy working at a fast food restaurant? And, you know, where does his arc go? Where, where is Captain America in that world? Like, how does all that happen? What happens when Thanos attacks? Like, all of that. But we didn't get that. But we did get more time with the characters uh, here in this episode. And uh, I love it, of course. You know, the last episode ends with Ultron getting the Infinity Stones. And we get to see him basically coming to just destroy everything. Not just his universe, but... Uh, all the, the universes, you know, basically every multiverse kind of out there. <clears throat> and so the uh, the Watcher does his thing. He uh, comes in and, and basically creates the Guardians of the Multiverse, uh, which is a hell of a plan, which, hey, there may be a book about this. I, I've never read it before, and that's fine. Like, I'm fine just kind of getting into this. Now, the one interesting bit here with this, and I don't immediately kind of want to get negative here, is Gamora. Um we didn't get a Gamora episode, and I saw some things kind of running around, and, and I actually haven't really followed up on this, um, but there was talk of a Gamora episode that may have been cut, and if that is the case, which I'm sure you guys can email me or, or tweet me, I mean, I could even look that up here afterwards, um, it's kind of disappointing. You know, we could have had a, a great Gamora episode, because you get Gamora and Tony Stark in, you know, basically like almost like a Hulkbuster suit. Um, we see them in this and, you know, we see Gamora kind of pulled out because the watcher goes and kind of pulls all these people out of their universes that we've seen in every episode. But the Gamora one's a real kind of glaring, you know, uh, omission that we didn't get, you know, that episode, which kind of sucked. But uh, we do find out she has the Infinity Crusher. So the idea is to kind of lure um, Ultron in and basically pull those stones from him. Um, you know, we have some great moments with uh, Thor kind of not believing it all, thinking it's just a Loki trick, and he kind of opens up uh, that door uh, that the Watcher has opened to all these multiverses of that basically Doctor Strange has kind of created. Great. I mean, the Thor character is just hilarious, continuing to be kind of through all this. Um, and, uh, you know, we get this kind of epic battle at the end, um, which, again, just looked awesome. Uh, Natasha Romanoff, I love this Black Widow character. She basically lives in a world where she's the only one, kind of like what we're getting with this Wastelander series or any of the Old Man Logan, Old Man Hawkeye comics. Um, but it's Old Man Black, or Old Man, it's Old Woman Black Widow, I guess, if you were to say, although she's not old at this point, right? It's just her world has been destroyed. Um, you know, I like at the end her not wanting to go back to her world and the Watcher basically transporting her to another um, universe where she's able to go in there and kind of be surrounded by where she should have been fighting on a shield helicarrier. And, you know, you get Nick Fury realizing that's not his Black Widow, but he'll take her. And, of course, she kicks Loki in the face. Love that. Um, the fact that she's the one firing the arrow from Clint's bow was very cool. And, um, you know, I think we have had a season two confirmed um, we do kind of get that post-credit scene of of Captain Carter um, seeing the Hulk Buster suit, and uh, then we get the tease of who's inside. Um, so, I mean, we may be potentially getting a Captain Carter series again with a Steve Rogers in this um, uh, Hydro Smash. What's it called? The Hydro Smasher um, suit, and uh, I say Hulk Buster, but yeah, Hydro Stomper. I'm sorry, in that Hydro Stomper suit, um, ready to to kick some ass. Um, now, you know, that begs the question, is there any more uh, superhero serum? I mean, can we imagine a world where we get this Steve from this Hydra Stomper? He's able then to take the serum as well, especially with her knowing um, what uh, it did for her and what it ultimately did for Steve and other multiverses. Could we have a world where we have a Captain Carter 
and a Captain America potentially in a what if season two um, would be pretty cool. But, you know, I don't know who they bring back as a villain in the, in the next one or if they even do that. You know, do we just jump around again? Does does a season two need to tie in? Like, could we just visit Captain Carter um, in a, an episode or two and then just go out on these other what ifs? You know, part of me would love to see it carry on, but I'll be honest, like I would almost love more just continue what if as it needs to be like come up with these crazier stories like we don't need the connection as much as much as I enjoyed it with this episode it was very cool in the season doing that um it still is cool to kind of get just those wild stories especially the stories where it always isn't the good guys winning you know when it is sometimes the bad guys like when we had the Killmonger win or we had the you know uh Doctor Strange episode like it's cool to get kind of these dark endings sometimes to these what ifs that's kind of you know I think the way um, we want it to be sometimes, you know, with those stories and, and, um, you know, hopefully they, they kind of carry through with that. And, you know, who knows, I, I hope it doesn't take too long to get to a season two. It might not be that long. Now there had been rumors of, um, a, uh, T'Challa Star-Lord possible series, um, that may have been coming out. Um, but obviously with the passing of Chadwick Boseman, that was kind of canned. Now, you know, this was the last episodes of Chadwick Boseman as Black Panther so it is kind of a bittersweet um, thing you know hearing his voice for the last time playing that character um, this is it they said that was kind of the last time he um, did anything uh, for T'Challa so that was it you know that's so it's kind of going to be the end of an era obviously uh, with his passing and you know for every little bit we got of him in this series um, was way more than we thought we were gonna you know I think we I thought and most people did we were just gonna get that one episode of him and instead we got a lot more um, which was super, super cool. Um, but uh, it was great to see a lot of the actors come back and, and reprise their roles. Hopefully we get more of that uh, moving forward uh, with the series as it does continue on. Um, but overall, what an awesome series. You know, it probably is going to be well worth a, a rewatch at some point because um, they were just fun episodes, uh, fun to kind of get through. And uh, we'll see what's next, which I think Disney Plus Day, I mean, we're getting obviously the DC Fandom this week. Disney Plus Day, I think, is next month, right in November. So uh, hopefully we'll get some details on any possible season two. I was waiting for the season two tease here, but of course, I mean, well, I guess we did with Captain Carter, right? But, you know, it seems like that's kind of been the thing with Disney and Star Wars now, like kind of saying like, so-and-so will return and whatever. I mean, I guess they kind of, rather than giving us the outright um, returning, we, we just got that with the Captain Carter um, post credit scene kind of at the end of, the, of this episode. So... All right. Well, guys, that's going to do it for me here today on the show. Uh, I'll be back next week. Obviously, Monday we'll be talking everything about DC Fandom and breaking down all that stuff. And uh, I'm sure there's going to be like a thousand things I'm going to be excited about coming out of that, Um, (laughs) which is not going to surprise me at all. So, uh, all right. Well, that's going to be it. As always, don't forget you can follow me on Twitter at MarkTurk, M-E-R-K-T-U-R-C. You can always email the show at theenthuselife at gmail.com. And until Monday, everybody, have a great rest of your day, and we'll catch you next time. (laughs) 